the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. I'm here with fan favorite Ian Dixon, and we've got a fantastic episode packed with none other than memes and mimes. I came up with the idea um, yesterday. I was just thinking to myself, like, what is our culture most obsessed with? Mm -hmm. Memes. And what are memes but digital mimes? Is that the connection? Yeah. Ah. Well, also, they, they're spelled the same, pretty much. I was wondering why you decided with mimes. Uh, but I also, I like mimes. Well, I don't like mimes. Yeah. But there's, like, a breed of super mimes that's uh, on the internet mm. that I've recently discovered. Like, people who take mimecraft seriously. Mm. You know? Like, I guess they practice their whole lives. They enter super competitions. Mime. Like, they're only really coming to the fore because of, uh, like, foreign talent shows. Yeah. But... To the four they come. Man, I saw a thing that might have been a what's what, but I didn't like save it or bookmark it. But when you talked about super mimes, it kind of came to mind. What was it? Uh, apparently, there are some uh, scientists experimenting with changing. Uh, I don't. I don't think it was chimpanzees, but it was one of the like very closely related monkey species, changing some of their genes so that they're brains were more human-like. Wow. Making super monkeys. And you failed to send that to me? Yeah. That's... The article, the the headline was like, holy shit, uh, Planet of the Apes. And then the article was like, all about ethics and stuff. That was kind of boring. That is a little boring. (laughs) Like, what... How do you think... How do you think a primate would feel, you know, getting human faculties all of a sudden? Being birthed into a world where they're the only creature like it seems like that would be horrible you think yeah because i mean they it'd be like turning your everything you know upside down like uh it'd be like you as a human suddenly you need to live in the wild and survive there like everything that your kind has done and known you need to do something different i think it's a little different like putting me in the wild Versus giving an ape the ability to appreciate Shakespeare. You know what I'm saying? But the ape can't can't exist in our society. It can't be can't get a job. It's still an ape. Like do you think there's a do you think there's a life that this creature can live and live well? It seems like it would be terribly lonely. Well, I bet they're gonna they make can't. two. Well, no human humankind's well, they never, did they humankind's not known for making one and being done. They made uh Several, only one survived. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, well, one survived. That's funding for the next batch. Okay. Yeah, well, and that's going to be smarter and better. And like, the, I guess the real problem is this might be the oldest of this kind, mm-hmm. but he'll probably also be the stupidest. So, like, imagine yeah. being the smartest of your kind, species-wise, mm-hmm. or like group-wise, but mm-hmm. of the group, being the dumb guy. Now that is a lonely position. That's what I'm saying. So what would it be like to be a super mime? To be a super mime? Well, I know what it's like. I've seen the videos. I've seen them perform. They bend the laws of physics. It's best of the worst, basically. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) kind of. I mean, but these things are mesmerizing. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, I wish I could mime this way. Mm -hmm. Sabelle tries to do the stairs all the time. Mm -hmm. She's got like an island in her kitchen. Mm-hmm. And so she tries to mime going downstairs. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, and she does it so often that 
it's like it's loses all mystique you know like the key with a good amateur mime routine in my opinion is to do it like once mm-hmm. in a long while and don't announce it yeah just just say okay i'm going and then descend element of surprise yeah yeah you know you might you don't know it because i don't show it off to you so often i don't show it off to anyone so often yep but i do a mean escalator mm. yeah it's basically just a graduated lunge yeah. you know you just i can't make any kind of swift or impressive movements my body's just a big piece of shit i don't know man i've seen you do i've seen you do some uh magic before some sleight of hand oh yeah you know? when i uh chewed my own thumb off at your party yeah yeah that was fun that was great you know i can't believe you like you snuck that like blood squirter <laughs> in so deftly yeah so mimery 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 is the kind of thing that i'm feeling like is gonna have a resurgence you know, particularly because of memes, because mimes, they're basically the memes of performers mm-hmm. uh, because they're not actually doing things or saying things, but they are making a very good appearance of doing or saying something. Yeah. And that's what a meme is. It's a very good appearance at making a joke or mm-hmm. being funny. Pretending or, to have a, an actual thought. Pret- yeah. Pretending to have a thought or a personality. Yeah. That's what a meme is because people true. share these memes. And they're just like, ha look at me, I have a personality. Mm-hmm. And it's not a real personality, it's just a mime routine. Yeah. It's a digital miming. You're miming doing this, having a personality. And it's a meme. Mm-hmm. That's where it comes from originally, the word meme. Yeah. Uh, electronic mime. Okay. You know, and they, instead of calling, and they didn't want to be associated with email. Mm-hmm. So they changed the I in mime to be electronic instead. So that's a meme. So became mime. it might have been e-mime, but now it's meme. Yeah, now it's meme. Okay. Exactly. You said it right. I didn't. Interesting. And mime is a i-meme. Or an e-mime. It, it's like, uh, it, it, like these mimes, they took memes, right? Mm-hmm. They took that formula for getting someone's attention. <clears throat> and they... And they made, brought it to the eye, brought it to them, brought yeah. it to their own personality. So they are like an eye meme, I, I mime, mm-hmm. an eye meme. Mimes are eye mime, are memes. <laughs> <laughs> what are we trying to prove here? Like, what, what, what is the point of? Well, of we're well. The, the idea. Well, the idea I had mm-hmm. was there's a law. Um, in the Scott Cast universe, okay, and that law is no matter what I bring to the table mm-hmm. for a Scott Cast, we can fill an hour full of random Scott Cast glory. Well, of course, because we're just stealing content from other people right now, <laughs> right? But we're, we're stealing content from other people, but we're but we're filling it with unique Scott Cast world topics, exclusive insight, exclusive insight. Yeah, you know this is. The kind of stuff that people pay to f- hear sometimes, <laughs> you know, if they don't, if they don't know what else to buy. Well, if they don't want to buy anything, uh, they can always go to audibletrial.com forward slash scottcast. I'm always happy I gave you that chance. And see if uh, there's a nice audio book that, that tickles their fancy and they can get that shit for fucking free. That's right. If you sign up to audibletrial.com forward slash scottcast. Uh, you get a free month, which means 
in Audible language, you get to pick any audiobook whatsoever. You can pick it about podcasting. You can pick it about Scottcast probably in the future if you want to save on to that token. Or you could uh, buy a book about uh, memery or Minecraft and have it read to you, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's all free. And you can cancel your card, right, Ian? Yeah. Isn't that what you do? You just game the system, right? How would you game the system? Like, just, what's the best uh, way to game the system and help everyone involved? I don't know. Just uh, get a fake credit card or uh, make up a, an identity. I don't know. Steal your or sign up and or sign up and stay on. You know. Like, yeah. Whatever. They've got so if you many like good audio books. books. Yeah, maybe you should pay for some. I've got like thirty six because like I had Audible for a long time when it first came out. Yeah. So I've got like thirty six that I've never even listened to yet. They're like seven, ten, eleven-hour fucking books that you get for free. Shit, yeah. You know, you can listen to the Lord of the Rings and shit. Like, you can listen to, I don't know, Great Expectations. I don't know. You can listen to Lee Babatua's Mindfulness book. Sure. I think that's a thing. I don't know. I don't know either. Lee Babatua, Mindfulness. So, did we land it on a conclusion, or should we just jump into the ship? We should just jump into it, you know? Like, I don't think we can draw a real conclusion. And what the meme craft and mimery segment is, is I'm going to describe a meme uh, that I have mm-hmm. in excruciating detail mm-hmm. with my thoughts on it. Ian's going to offer his comments, and he's going to describe his meme excruciating detail. I'm yeah. going to offer my comments. And afterwards, we're going to tag team a mime. Okay. And we're going to both try to describe a mime routine as it happens. I'm interested to see how this turns out. <laughs> That's called uh, the meme mime game. Okay, so here's mine. It's from Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. obviously. It's two stills. Like uh, There was a little bit of debate uh, before we got this episode running mm-hmm. between you and Bronwyn about like what consisted of a mime, a meme. Yeah. What a meme was. Like she was like, it's got to be a popular meme. It's got to be the, one of the popular form formats. She like, felt like part of the what defines a meme is like it. It's been viral. It's uh, hits a zeitgeist. Yeah, you know. I mean, here's the deal. Like, advice animals is a kind of meme. Mm-hmm. Usually, they share the same small selection of image macros. Right. And there can yeah, there can be like an image that changes with texts or whatever yeah but it's kind of following a theme right yeah like uh, kermit the unpopular opinion kermit yeah it's none of my business he says exactly he drinks lipton tea yeah um or uh the ducks no no the penguins that are walking one way or the other with the blue or red background it's Mm -hmm. like the awkward socially awkward penguin yeah yeah um what else was there like there's a all the stick figure memes like the troll face meme you know, see, you see those ones, the troll face guy, where it's like a stick figure drawn in MS Paint, mm-hmm. and some of the stick figures drawn in MS Paint are oh, like I, I, yeah, excruciating I detail. About, like, uh, forever Alone guy and stuff like that. Yeah, Forever Alone guy. Yeah, he's an ugly looking guy. Um, but the memes I typically frequent mm-hmm. are usually movie memes. I'm a big fan of movie memes. Yeah, like Lord of the Rings. So I'm feeling like it's more like the format. It's like. It's a square a image with the text. Yeah. There's a joke in there probably. Yeah, photo and text superimposed, mm. usually sh- collaged from the internet. Right. 
or other media. But I like obscurity. I don't. I don't want my shit to be something everybody knows about because then it's not fun to describe. Well, let's do a middle road. We're not going to do an advice animal, but we're going to do a Jurassic Park meme. It is the scene. I'm all about that. Let's hear it. It's the scene where um, they're at dinner eating Chilean sea bass, Mm -hmm. and uh, Ian Malcolm states to John Hammond, Mm -hmm. uh, gee, the lack of humility before nature that's being displayed here uh, staggers me. You know, I don't think that's an exact quote, but Mm -hmm. about right for his sentiment at the time. The tone's correct, sure. And in the next scene, uh, we see... John Hammond, a rate, mm-hmm. and he's pointing at Ian Malcolm like like this, like like he's clearly in the middle of a word. His brow is furrowed, you know. He's pointing. Mm-hmm. His fist is balled up, though, and he's got a defensive posture about him. Yeah, John Hammond, and what John Hammond says is the contents of a Kim Kardashian tweet. Okay, uh, replying to somebody who is flaming her on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And he says, <clears throat> to, the, to, to Ian Malcolm, who just said the lack of humility before nature being displayed here staggers me. Maybe if you had a fucking business that you were passionate about, then you would know what it takes to run a fucking business, but you don't. John Hammond. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful? Like, look at the overall effect. That was the description. Yeah. And it works. Like, look at his face. Yeah, I wouldn't have known that that was a Kim Kardashian thing reference, though. Cause I, I, I included that in that because I, I appreciate feel like, that you explained it to me. Yes. It had to be explained. It still would have been, it would have felt good. Yeah. But knowing that it was kind of like, uh, it's a satire. Kind of like a, yeah, a little snuff for the nose there to the Kardashians. I appreciate that, too. Right. Have you heard the recent news about the Kardashian? Uh, Kim Kardashian I, I West. I try to avoid all that shit, but what's going on with them? Kim Kardashian West is mm-hmm. uh, applying to become a criminal defense lawyer. Really? She's going to take the bar. Has she been to law school? No. She's just going to... She's like, going to just do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck with that. Right? Like, I think she's got some sort of internship or something like that going on. Mm-hmm. You know, some special scenario kind of thing. And I don't know. I mean, clearly... I, I don't know why I mean, she would do that. Yeah. Like, how, like, in, in what world would she be hired as a criminal defense attorney? It's nice that she's trying to do something to help other people, I guess. I don't think anyone wants her help. That's what I'm, that's the, <laughs> the but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, just, you've got all the money you need. Just, like, go away. Yeah, just, just, just focus go away on, and do whatever you want to do. Yeah. And, like, Focus on the things that are a net positive. Okay, yeah, you know, like like the Kardashian show. It's a net positive for the world. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe. No, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, kind of. I mean, like, look. I mean, if you go by a theory that any kind of stupid show that exists, like, doesn't exist in a vacuum. Like, if it didn't exist, there would just be another stupid show. Mm. There would just be another Kardashian in the cog. That should be what the episode title is. Yeah. Kardashian in the cog. No, it's going to be memes and mimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not, I don't, I can't speak uh, knowledgeably about the Kardashians. I just know that I don't particularly care for them. Right. But but you like the juxtaposition between Kim Kardashian yeah. as business I like mogul. a good satire. Yeah, versus John Hammond. Like, yes. 
a really inspirational business mogul. Yes. Like to this day, when I watch Jurassic Park, like the character John Hammond gives me like goosebumps. Like, oh, I wish I was as cool as John Hammond. Like, mm. I could just be like an eccentric old man mm. making dreams come true and shit. Even though it didn't work too well for him, but like, I like I like his spirit. And let's be honest, he accomplished what he wanted to do. He just didn't get to opening day. Yeah. So we got it now. So now it's Ian's turn to describe in detail a meme. Ian meme. An Ian meme. A meme from Ian. All right. So we got text on top and two panels side by side. Um, first panel was the text on top. Say, I figured that might be priority. We're gonna do that in the middle. Oh, that's a middle one. Okay. I mean. I mean, you're the author of this. The way meme I'm going to describe it, we're going to do that in the middle. Okay. I mean, like, I'm just nervous. Like, I want to be able to get yeah. this meme. Um, so we first panel is the hamburger helper guy. You know the the hamburger helper dude. The it's hand. Like a, it's a hand. It's like a, a. It's not an oven mitt, but it's like a gloved hand. Yeah. With a personified. It's got a face on it. Yeah, like right around the middle. Yeah. Like, uh, right the where the M is. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the text is, the truth is horrifying. Oh, is it about like, like, like animals and hamburger helper? Panel two is hamburger helper hand, um, kind of like an x-ray vision. Oh, so you see what's under the hand? <laughs> yes. Okay. And it's, uh, he got like a skull with like a, an extra wide jaw cause his mouth kind of takes, goes all the way across the hand, but he also has little like spider appendages for each of the uh digits in the glove Ooh. and two little appendages for legs because he has to walk as a glove somehow oh I, I gotta see this i want to see this so it's like it's not an arachnid but it's uh it's a horrifying creature of yeah, the dark kind of looks like uh something from alien yeah that definitely does not look fun <laughs> you know that reminds me of dinosaurs mm-hmm like they have uh, like that theory, like the plastic wrap theory, the shrink wrap theory, mm. where our conception of dinosaurs based on bones is horribly biased. Mm. Because if you did the same routine of just like wrapping up like bird bones, modern birds mm-hmm. and shit like that, or, or elk or whatever, like you will get a horribly deformed, scary monster. Yeah. So like the idea is 99.9% of the shit that we that's needed to know what a dinosaur actually looked like, like flesh and bone is gone to history Mm -hmm. and we'll never know unless we clone them. (laughs) But like, that's the same thing with this hamburger helper hand, this freakishly hellish hamburger helper hand. Mm -hmm. Well, I like that. I like that meme. It's, it was, it it didn't have any commentary on like the world. Like, I don't think hamburger helper is going to get like, Seems like just personifying objects is like, yeah, it's a fun thing that makes everything like accessible to a child, but it's also terrifying. Uh, yeah, when you get down to if it, if you're like real about it, yeah, like the Pillsbury Doughboy just showing up everywhere in everyone's mm-hmm. kitchen. He's really just made of dough, and then like people can like, I mean, he seems like he's part of the product, so you'd think you'd cook him too. Yeah, you know how many Pillsbury Berry? How many Pillsbury? Is, is he a cannibal? Is he like, why does he want you to eat his his dough friends? Right? Like his matter. You know, even if that's not his friends, it's still like, oh, spread that flesh of me about the pan <laughs> and cut it with a knife. Yeah. Yes. Oh. 
So that's Pillsbury Doughboy. It's yeah. like all these kind of personified things are a little freakish, like the bratwurst guy from, um, what's the movie? Yeah, Yoga Hosers. Uh, the Bratzy. The Bratzy. That's right. You know, Do you ever see that sign? There's a, a Coney. It's right off of 75. I can't remember if it's the, I think if you get off at like the um, Clay Street exit, it's right there. Mm-hmm. The sign is like, uh, Coney dog, but it's like all like uh, pinup posed. It's like a Ooh. sexy, sexy Coney. Oh, it's a sexy Coney. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sexy wiener, sexy girl wiener. I was always confused about that. Like, what? <laughs> why is that? That's like the last thing you should gay personify and be personify as a sexual woman, a wiener. Yeah, like they should have made it like it's a dude, a super Coney. Um, like they should have made it like a dude and like the Coney was coming out of his pants, like, and it's swinging and like, it's pointing to the door. I'm trying to think of where the fuck that is. It's either like Clay Street or it's when we used to live in Pontiac, it's up in Pontiac, but there's definitely somewhere between Detroit and Pontiac, there's a sexy Coney sign. That's delicious (laughs) and scary. Like, is it a good Coney place or is it like, I've never eaten there. Like I just got off the the highway right off seventy five and saw the sign and was like, "What the fuck is that?" What caught your attention? It did. You know, that, I guess that's good advertising, even though I've never eaten there. Do you think that they do the pin up models as waitresses kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Like, have, like have you ever heard of the, like those like uh, coffee houses mm-hmm. where they have like people in like bikinis and shit like that serving coffee in a shack? Yeah, that seems. Greasy as fuck. Really exploitative and right? not cool. Yeah. It's like, I saw that like uh, flipping through Yelp. Yeah. You know, because they're all over Yelp. Mm-hmm. Like coffee near me mm-hmm. whenever I move to an area. And I look at that and I'm just like, what if they spill something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that shit's scalding. Yeah. You know, you got to have protective clothing. You got to have at least the, at least the apron. But I don't think they give aprons in those places. Yeah, it seems... Do you think the coffee's any good there? I don't know. I would be afraid of an espresso machine if I wasn't wearing any clothes. What if, like, the secret in the community was, like, the best coffee you can get was at the exploitative, <laughs> uh, like, sex coffee shop? Mm. Like, like the only people who go there are, are like, perverts and uh, coffee connoisseurs <laughs> from, like, around the world. Yeah. You know, like remember that um, album you showed me, the prog rock album where the guy's demanding. You have to be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> he, well, he's demanding uh, the best coffee ah, in the world. Zeltoid. Zeltoid, the magnificent yeah. or something. Yeah, the omniscient. The omniscient. Yes. Like so, he would know to go there. He's so omniscient. That, and so, like, oh, there that's, were. That's the thing. That's exactly what happened. Hmm? That's that's why Zeltoid, the omniscient, had to ask people to get him the coffee, and he wouldn't say where it's from. Zeltoy the Omniscient knew, knew, he knew that the best cup of coffee was in the most ratty shit fucking unethical environment you could possibly go to. Yeah. And he didn't want to associate with that. Mm. But he wanted the world's best cup of coffee. That's true. So he held the world hostage. And they brought him some Starbucks. And they fucked up. They it was fetid. Yeah. Fetid. How dare they present that to him? He could have gone to a Starbucks. By himself. Yeah. Like, you got to think, why would the person who knows all not want to get coffee himself? Because it would risk his reputation. Mm. And 
as as I don't know some sort of figure. Like he can't be seen as a ratty pervert. So that was a great meme. What was the meme again? <laughs> it was the hand that ah, turned into a, a my devil creature. helper guy. Yeah. Okay. You know, because connected it, that to Ziltoid. Very nice. Right. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now we're uh, now we got to watch a mime routine. We're double teaming a mime. We got to double team a mime. Um, one second. All right, so we're back. We've got a mime video primed and ready. Uh, this is Suman Mu. All of these mimes are from a different country. There's no mime in America that can reach these heights that these uh, other kind of country mimes do. Kolkata, India. An Indian mime. Mm -hmm. So we're going to sound off because you don't need sound. Correct. Watching a mime. Yeah. And we're going to describe what we see as Mm -hmm. we see it. So I'm going to press play. I'm not going to include the video link Mm -hmm. because the description will suffice. Okay. Suman Mukherjee's comedy mime, just for fun. That's the text that they displayed first. All right. He's your pretty standard mime. He's got the uh, the striped suit, the suspenders, the stupid hat. Yeah. Stupid makeup. Mm-hmm. It's a very corny advertisement. I hope mm-hmm. it actually shows off some miming. Right now, it's just showing off some expressions of his. And it's very... That was the sexy hot dog pose. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. So he's oh. doing the standard stuck briefcase. He's okay. walking around it. He's kind of good at it. He kind of looks stop motiony. Kind of, yeah. He stepped on oh, it. He ran into a wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Where's can't. the end? Oh, he found oh, the top oh, of oh, it. He found can a get, ledge. Can you get over? Oh, he's gonna push it out. Uh, no, no. Oh, it's gonna closing in on him. Oh, jeez. Okay, he's in a different situation. He's oh, doing the, the escalator. escalator there. That's a great escalator. Man, this is a lot of jump cuts. I'm getting there's a staircase. <laughs> yeah, he's going down the stairs, and now he's pushing a balloon. Balloons stationary. Oh, oh now it's coming it's away from now. Him. Yeah. Oh god. Keeps sliding, but he can't pull it back. It looks really heavy. Yeah. And you know it's just a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> now it's really light. It's no, floating. that's like helium, like super helium. St- oh, he's trying he, to push he it down. Can't he can't it. do it. Oh, oh my, my god. god. Wow. This balloon is causing him a lot of heartache. I don't think that's how I would move if I was trying to move that balloon, but okay. I mean I would pop it, you know. It's yeah. gonna make so much trouble at this point. Just like we don't need it. It's like uh I don't. I don't need a balloon with like self control. It's like oppositional defiant balloon. It goes the opposite way where he's trying to put it at all times. What's he doing now? He's like he's pretending he has hair, being a lady. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I do this with my hair sometimes. Hmm. Like that wasn't even good miming. That was just like that was pretending yeah. you had hair. Now he's just dancing. He's a he's on a oh he's on a bowl. Looks yeah, like mechanical bowl. Now he's fucking. <laughs> he's fucking <laughs> juggling. He's juggling. Oh my god, you, you haven't seen juggling until you've seen a mime juggle. <laughs> <laughs> he just beat himself up. Oh my god. Now we got the the slow fade in. You can book him. Uh, There's his number. Sumanmime at yahoo.com. Sumanamime.net. So that was the mime portion. That was so that was the mime portion of our yeah. Um, of the bit. So we're going to do one more round. I'm going to describe a meme. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to describe a meme. Mm-hmm. And we're going to describe one more mime routine. Okay. <sighs> this is the Just best. Just one more round? I feel like I overprepared then uh well we could we could describe a, you can you can you, we can just like exhaust our meme store <laughs> but we, there's only one more mime video to watch okay so let's see 
Man, so I feel like I gotta like pick from all the things I have here. It's difficult. You were gonna announce a, a meme as well, though. I thought. Oh, that's right. Well, so that'll be our round three, maybe. Okay, yeah, I'll finish it with a with a meme Sabelle generated. Yeah, but here's a meme format I like. Okay, and I don't have any text accompanying it. And maybe you are familiar, uh, but it is a man uh, standing in his bedroom. It appears to be like 90s 80s era mm-hmm. just by looking at his face um he's got a bow tie on nice watch he looks like he's like ready to he doesn't have a jacket on he looks like he's ready to go um you know to a to a wedding he just needs to throw on his jacket okay looks like he's getting ready mm-hmm. there's a full like mirror behind him and the mirror projects an image of his butt back mm-hmm. and his like the entire behind of him and he's wearing like late ladies lingerie. He's got uh, stockings, mm-hmm. a garter belt, um, a thong, and a bra on. Okay. Uh, and I think the image format is used by memers mm-hmm. the world over to be like, this is me. This is the front I put on. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, what I'm really doing in my mind. Yeah. You know, like the front, the, the suit is this is the person I show to the world. Right. In the back, the man in lingerie. Mm-hmm. This is the private the world. Me. This is where I thrive. Yeah. This is my private thriving. Okay. So take a look. All right. Yeah. I appreciate that. It's a meme format. We've People- all got the, our uh, our kind of professional sides and our personal private sides. Yeah. So do you think that's why, that's why it's spread so far? I think that helps with things being viral as people relate to it yeah do you think that's why the things that we create don't go viral is because people don't relate to us we're too obscure and esoteric probably i guess by definition uh going for the esoteric Mm might have been a bad marketing idea perhaps 70 episodes in 68 actually yeah but 68 episodes in i'm finally realizing Maybe. But who do we really want for our city, though? Like, we want the people who appreciate that shit. That's true. Like, we're not trying to get everybody in here because we can't fit them all under Hamtramck. The only reason people create mass appeal entertainment and glorify it is because mass appeal entertainment is the only entertainment that pays. Yeah. Because to entertain somebody, the 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 net, you know, profit off each fucking person, mm-hmm. the marginal profit is like... A sliver of a penny. Right. That's how these people work, is they entertain millions and billions of people, mm-hmm. and they make a handful of money. Yeah. You know? You never see the Forbes top richest person being an entertainer. They're always moguls of industry. True, true. But we just project the image of richness onto these people. Mm-hmm. And they're not making too much money. I don't know how I got there. I mean, making more than I do, but... <clears throat> right. They're making more than most people. <laughs> well, at least those top tier people. Yeah. You know, the much less than 1%. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, do you think the 1%, um, uh, do you think they're, they're more likely to have the mirror side kind of thing going on? I think everybody's got that. Everyone has a mirror side. Yeah. Oh, what's your mirror side? How much can you reveal? I mean, I'm like, this cast is probably more real me than like what I present at work. Right. Right? I right. Like around spouting profanities and talking about how I love Satan and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Getting all shit faced and yeah. 
That's like that's my private side. Okay, so I this mean, is you in lingerie. Yeah, I mean, there's probably there's an extra level probably that I'm not going to share with the world, right? With, or the twelve people that listen to us, but right. Um. So even yeah, there's like a lot of layers. I'm like an onion over here. Oh, I'm more like a shallot. <laughs> you know, I've got a, I've got a few layers. Yeah, but I'm mostly all fancy. Okay. You know, the more you strip me down, you just get more Scott. Yeah. You know. But I think I mean we all have to have like, we have to have at least two layers, right? At least two. Because I mean, if somebody was like all out there and they were just like completely real 100% of the time, they could not function. That's what they say Tiny Tim was. Yeah. Like, that's what that his appeal was amongst, like, entertainers and, mm-hmm. like, co-workers and stuff like that, was uh, colleagues, mm-hmm. was that as weird as he was, he was always being genuine because he never stopped being that weird. Okay. Just always. So I, I appreciate that. I think that makes life hard unless you're an entertainer, I guess. Because, um, like, I imagine trying to be... Like some of the shit jobs I've worked, like you got to do retail or like customer service kind of stuff. And like you, you got to take people's shit sometimes. You got to be generic. Yeah. Got to be helper B number 5,082. And you can go home and like, you know, uh, really uh, brood about it or do whatever you need to do to cope. Get drunk, break some things. (laughs) I don't know. Wow. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. It's a wide variety of... uh activities that you're recommending here for uh, well, I'm not recommending I'm just saying like people are awful sometimes mm-hmm. and like sometimes you're in a position where you can't uh, be genuine about how you're reacting to that right like you can't you gotta be like oh, yes sir no yeah, sir exactly but really you wanna kick them in the nuts right so you, you express that in other ways or you you make a meme later yeah, like exactly. A, like a retail meme. Exactly. I find retail service people, they love to project their uh, their woes upon the mm-hmm. meme world and memes. Like I've learned more about how much servers all hate me mm-hmm. from memes than I ever have from a server in person. Because servers in person is always nice. Because they want, yeah. caring and they always want the tip. They I, want the tip. They're not going to shit in your face. Right. But then like every single time. Like, I, I see a meme from a service industry person. I'm just like, man, everyone probably thinks I'm an asshole. Mm. So now I over tip all the time. I was going to say, have you never worked in service? I've never worked service. Mm. So, like, I'm never going to because I see all these memes and it sounds terrible. It is terrible. I'm never going to do it. Yeah, I've worked for tips before and I always tip 20%. Even, like, bad servers. Like, I'm doing- like especially bad servers, you should tip them 20% because nobody else is. I think that's like when I'll I'll go down to fifteen if they're like real bad. Oh, that's your statement piece. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give them the standard if no, you should do fifteen, like but like total shit. Fifteen, but like a little uh, sad face. Yeah, like I bet that sad face, <laughs> like with a good tip or even twenty percent sad face. Yeah, that sad face would change their career. <laughs> that might change their life. They'll become hardworking from that point on. No, like and they'll go to like college. You haven't had your soul destroyed by service. You don't think the sad face would help? I think it's like if it's just the sad face, man. I, I want to do it, but like yeah. as a server, you might be able mm. to. Cause I can't spot a bad server. Mm. I'm just like, oh, service here is slow. Like for me as a non-server, I'm never like, oh, we're having a bad server experience. I'm always just like, huh, this place is unusually slow. 
right. oh, wow, the culture of this place is weird. I always amalgamate to the yeah. whole. And that's uh, that's part of like when I say bad server, it's like it's got to be real bad. Like they got to be kind of rude and like short with you and like because like I understand pe- places get busy. Right. I've been there. I don't care if you're checking on me every 10 minutes. I kind of prefer you not to. Mm-hmm. But it, like if you're just like cheerful and like relatively like feel like it's nice that I'm here and dining at your establishment, then I'm going to tip you 20% at least. If you're just like not a shitty person to me. As long as you're not a shitty person. <laughs> in, in the in the very small window, you have to prove yourself. <laughs> as long as you're not shitty. I don't, I don't care how long it takes to get the food. Because that's not on you. That's mostly on the kitchen, probably. Mm-hmm. I'm not, yeah. I'm only really judging you on your personality. If you can put on a good face and pretend like, oh, I'm so happy to see you. Even if you're like, man, fuck this guy. He, what a pretentious little shit. I don't care. Like, you know, I'm, I'm down with the people who come up to me and are just like, oh, what are you having? Yeah. Okay, how about you? Done. It'll I, be out. If you're all business, I appreciate that. All business, it's fine. No problem. You know? If you're if you're rude, that's when it's a bad server, and then you're down to 15%. <laughs> and then you only get 15% of it. <laughs> and you only get the standard tip. Because I also understand that uh, those jobs are horrible, and it's hard to keep a good mood. Yeah. Like, I don't, I want to, I, I kind of don't like the good mood people. Yeah. Like, like, Sabelle, like, once in a while, she'll, uh... If you're too good mood, that puts me off, but I'll still... It it gets weird. Yeah. Like, Sabelle, There's once a in a while, will take me to, like, a restaurant, mm-hmm. like, when she's on business and we're on, like, on a trip together. Yeah. Because, like, they're comping the restaurants and they're, like, they're insisting, go to this fancy restaurant, go to this thing, it's great. Right. So we go. And, uh... We order, and, like, the thing about that is, like, the servers at a very fancy restaurant are almost, like, are so put on, like, it's uncomfortable. Like, they're being nice. They're being sweet. They're being Mm -hmm. kind. They're being detailed and all that. Um, But you can tell that there's something, like, like, you can tell that even if you would not, you can tell that no joke you say Mm -hmm. will get a genuine laugh, no matter how funny you are. Yeah. No matter how great the joke was, perfectly timed, no matter how great the rapport is going at the table, mm-hmm. that laugh will never be genuine, ever. And that That's kind me. of a weird, yeah. <clears throat> I would like a genuine server. And honestly, I don't mind if someone calls me out if I'm being, like, shitty. Like, you could... Like, shitty as a customer? Yeah. If I'm, like, being too demanding, like, being like, well, we're really busy right now, I, I would... You know, I want you to be happy, but I need to do this thing first, and then I'll get to you. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I don't have a problem with that. So it's it's a lot in, like, it is about personality and how you kind of uh, deal with stuff. I guess I'm, I'm questioning how I'm, uh, how I'm reinforcing what people are doing when they're serving. Like, am I reinforcing people, like, hiding their true selves? That kind of sucks. I mean, I think it's like a natural human function. <laughs> like put on your coat and go outside. Yeah. You know. Put on your put on your put on your Scott light and talk to a normal folk for a change, Scott. Mm-hmm. And see make sure that they understand what you're saying. So I kind of I want my servers to be able to have shitty days and like be real about that. Mhm. As long as they're not taking it out on me. Yeah. 
As long as the as long as the service is quick and you're fed. It doesn't even have to be quick. As long as the service is punctual. If they're as long as the I just, service is I don't wanna I don't want their bad day to be taken out on me unless I really deserve it. Unless you deserve it. Like you you would I'm hope, sure I'm contributing to their bad day by making it a busy day. You would hope karma. But I would hope that uh you know, they're they're viewing things in context that it's good that we're busy because we're making money and I have the opportunity to service these people and, you know, uh, make their day a little better by, by providing whatever food or whatever. And whatever shitty thing some other customer did doesn't have to reflect on me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I can tell, like, I can, I, you know, you know what people are going to be like. They're going to put you, you're, you're always in that opposition group when you're when you're getting food at a restaurant you're always the customer true and like the asshole customers are still your like consortium my peer group your peer group (laughs) so i'm uh asshole by proxy asshole by proxy every time you order food even if you're the sweetest person (laughs) that's why we're compelled to give these tips that's why we're compelled to be like oh if you're having a bad day just it's okay. I'll, I'll, I can be where your slack is. So we're making up for those fuckholes. Yeah, we're just, we're just, we're just laying down because, like, because we know, like, some people need someone just to lay the fuck down. Yeah, because these other people took too much socialism. <laughs> That's how it works. I guess so. That's how these these restaurants and industries thrive. Praise on the the kind hearted. We understand the plight. Mm-hmm. So you've got a meme. <laughs> that was all from uh from the naked guy with the, the naked man, guy. No, from the suit guy with the lingerie behind yeah, him. The half naked guy. It's a potent meme. It that was uh very thought generating. Mm-hmm. Um I've got a meme that's not quite so well, I don't know. Maybe it'll be We'll see. Maybe it'll turn out to be pretty deep. Um it's another one with like text above and photo. It's just one panel this time. I think I'm going to describe the panel first. So, you know, uh, it's that fucking kid's show. Thomas the Tank Engine? Yeah. Like, he was it, is it, is it like the it's engine like the that always goes? Personified trains. Yeah. They got the, like, kind of, uh, kind of creepy faces, <sighs> like real wide smiles and, like, mm-hmm. blush cheeks. Yeah. I know. Wide eyes. Wide-eyed. <laughs> you sound like Major Darren <laughs> into your soul. Well, I've got a, a little jet plane that's got that same kind of train face, the creepy. Same animation style. Same sort of uh, claymation style, wide smile, wide eyes, plush cheeks, kind of disturbing stare. Mm-hmm. Um, but plane instead of train. And uh, he's, he's flying above a little city there, and there's some explosions in the background. Oh. Looks like he maybe just dropped some bombs. The text reads, when you fart in an aisle at the store and you walk away hearing the screams of your victims, and then we got a little crying laugh emoji and a little poofy cloud emoji and a little... Uh, kind of like a surprise face emoji, but it's got X's in his eyes because... He smelt some stank. So this begs the question. Yeah. Do you fart in public in such malicious ways? Um, actually, I shared the theme of the cast with Bronwyn, and she texted that to me because I had an experience related to that. Oh. <laughs> recently. 
<laughs> okay. Go on. The floor is yours. So we've talked about like uh, how Bronwyn's kind of doing the vegan thing. Mm-hmm. And like I'm by proxy vegan. Proxy asshole, proxy vegan. <laughs> You're just proxy. I'm just like, whatever people are doing around me, that's what I'm doing. Proxy Scott Castigator. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I don't I don't need a ton of meat because I cook for my wife and we eat together and we eat a lot of veggies and vegetable products. So, uh, last weekend, for whatever reason, I got some checkers. Okay. Went to Checkers Fast and got like a, joint. like a big Buford, like a mm-hmm. three patties of meat. Yeah. And like just grease soaking through the bun. Prepared by Hamtramck's Finest Youth. Hamtramck's Finest. And uh, I ate that before, the night before I went grocery shopping. And it seemed like there was just gases slipping out of me. Like I had no control. <laughs> <laughs> like usually, you know, you have, you feel a fart coming and you can kind of tighten up that sphincter and you like can dole it out. Yeah. Appropriate times throughout the day. It was just leaking out. <laughs> okay. <There's> t- <laughs> it was a critical mode. And I, I think your body gets into like, you get used to whatever's going on. Right. Okay. So if you, if you eat a lot of meat, like you're used to the that meat. doesn't happen. Your body's like, Oh, I, I know what this is about. Mm-hmm. But if you, you get on another track and then you try and switch back, it's like everything gets confused. Right. And so these aren't even normal farts. These are like really fucking rank. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this is like, I don't know smells how to like chemically something process died. this. <laughs> yeah. It's passing carcass through. Where did that come from? It's 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 passing like and acidic, have, rotted And carcass. I have no control over it. No control. So I'm at the 8 Mile Mire. Okay. Oh my God. You're at the store. At the store. And I'm like walking and as I'm walking, it's leaking out and I'm like, oh my fucking God, that smells. <laughs> and so I, I'll like book to another aisle. <laughs> you abandon the list. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I'll get back to this. We, we got to get out of here. <laughs> I can't be responsible for this. <laughs> So that was that was sort of my experience with. Uh, oh, but I was hoping for like. It's hearing the screams. importance of an, a balanced diet. If you're gonna have meat, you gotta sneak a little in there a bit at a time. You can't just like abandon it and come back. Yeah, you probably shouldn't start with like what meat that's probably ninety percent grease fat. <laughs> right. <laughs> you probably shouldn't start with three pounds of grease fat. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Be conscious of your diet. Just. You know, little changes and yeah. stuff like that. When I was a vegetarian, mm-hmm. the first meat I had was a cold cut turkey sandwich. Yeah, uh, I for some reason I just desired that. Like I wanted, like I was thinking about going back to meat for a long time because mm-hmm. I just didn't, I just didn't feel satisfied eating the food I was eating, and like so I was like, oh, I should eat a steak. No, they tell you not to eat steak. Oh, I should eat some fancy meal or some fancy fish, or mm-hmm. oh, it's it's too much of a hassle to do. And I was just like, fuck it. Basics. Turkey sandwich. Yeah. Got myself a turkey sandwich. I didn't have any uh, ecological problems mm. or whatever that is. Biological problems. Yeah. But I did, when I bit into it, choosing a cold cut was probably a bad idea. Mm. It was like the weirdest feeling being cognizant it was flesh, mm. which didn't last. You know, like one or two meals later, it was gone. Yeah. But like 
just returning from being a vegetarian for a couple of years mm-hmm. to say eating meat, like that first meal you eat, it's like you're super cognizant that you're biting into the flesh of a creature. Yeah. And like it feels weird in your mouth. In Cleveland, Sabella and I went to eat uh, at a place. We ordered calamari mm-hmm. as an appetizer. And I usually just go for the rings. Mm-hmm. You know, it's delicious. But, and, and, you know, other people usually eat the, the, with the ones that come and that are the actual like little squid. You ever see calamari? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, it comes with the rings and it comes with little squids, yeah. which I was always confused about. Mm-hmm. Like, are the rings tentacles? The rings are like the, the upper part, the, like the head, quote unquote. Oh, I always <clears throat> thought it was tentacles for some reason. So I always thought like they were cutting up like a much larger squid. Yeah, for the no, tentacles like and then a, throwing in a bunch of tiny squids. If you think of like a, what, you, what you think a jellyfish is like, it's like a big kind of dome. Yeah. So it's like that in cross section is like a squid. Okay. So it's like that upper the upper portion is the rings. Wow, that changes my entire life. This is me learning this fact, <laughs> by the way, on cast. <laughs> I honestly thought it was the tentacles of a much larger squid. Yeah. Like, which now that I think about it is ridiculous. <laughs> Like, that would take, like, people catching giant squid all the time. Yeah. Anyway, so I had one of these smaller squids, and I ate it for the first time. I put Mm -hmm. it in my mouth, and I swear to fuck, I felt it move. I just, I swear I felt it move. There's a dish like that where they, uh, I don't don't know if it's just soy sauce or if there's, like, some other thing in it, but they, like, pour it over, and it, like, does move on the plate, but it's just a reaction to the... the chemicals, like the salt and content. and But it's just like like activating the muscles or something? Yeah. So it's kind of crazy to watch, but yeah, it's not actually alive. I think activated muscle, mm-hmm. even without neurological function, counts as alive in my book. Like if you were controlling like a zombie mm-hmm. from afar with electromagnetic pulses and acting the muscles, mm-hmm. I would call it alive enough to kill. Yeah. It's time to get rid of that thing. <laughs> So if a creature is moving on a plate because soy sauce is interacting with it and causing the muscles to spasm, that's temporarily somewhat alive. Yeah. At the very least. So you wouldn't eat that? I wouldn't eat that until it stopped moving. Okay. Fair enough. Moving is where I draw a line. (laughs) (laughs) Some people draw the line at ever lived. Yeah. Some people draw the line at uh, ever lived a full life. You know, like eggs. Mm Mm-hmm. And some people draw a line at just moving at the moment. Well, everything we eat like is, if you sleep is around lived. Me. Plants lived. That's true. Well, plants are technically living when you eat them. Yeah. Did you know some? They're they're, they're positing a theory that plants do feel pain. Maybe and they that do. like when we eat like like a green thing, we're causing a living being immense amount of suffering. I mean, that's kind of. That you can't escape that though. You can't survive without. If that's the case, like, should all vegetarians go back to meat eating? Because at least when you eat meat, it's dead. I don't know. I think that's a deep ass question. Yeah, when we're not prepared to answer. I'm not prepared to answer that. We're trying to talk about memes. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last meme we covered? Whose turn is it? Um, did I say a meme? Oh, I talked about the uh, the fart meme. Oh, yeah, you talked about a fart meme. Did I share a meme? Well, I got one more meme to share. This meme is a meme that Sabelle took 
It's not a meme yet. Mm-hmm. I hope to make it a meme. I hope to make it a viral image. It is a to be meme. It's to be a meme. And the image, we we all love animals, right? Of course. We love animals exhibiting anthropomorphic tendencies as long as it's not creepy. Yes. And there's been a recent meme that hit the viral waves of a rodent eating some pizza. Not so recent. A couple years. <laughs> <laughs> a year or two, but yeah. Oh, memes? Everybody like, remembers the pizza rat. Year or two, like in history, is very recent. Yeah. You know? In the scope of everything, but in scope of memes. Within like, Trump's presidency? That's ancient in terms of memes. I guess so. You're right. But it's ancient, but we, I found something that takes that We've same got a, a step up. formula. Yeah. And it just beefed everything up. Yes. Sabelle took this picture in her backyard. It is called Pizza Squirrel. And it is a squirrel in a tree, a beautiful squirrel, perfectly framed, holding a perfectly uh, preserved triangular piece of pizza, mm. pepperoni. It's Pizza Squirrel, as, as base as it could be. And take a look, Ian. Pun Pizza Squirrel for the first time. I'm having a hard time. It's very backlit. That is a giant piece of pizza. And it's a squirrel. It is a squirrel. You can see its head on the pizza. How did it get it up there? He just carried it up there. That is a black squirrel. It's a black squirrel. I wonder if that is the same squirrel. It might be the same squirrel that, that I, you, you you captured a picture I of. I captured a picture the of... The squirrels in Detroit dine well at the very least. If not just this one. I don't know squirrel. where they find this shit, but I have a picture of a squirrel with like an entire apple. An entire apple. That apple is, squirrel. It's like half the size of its body. We need to start a blog all about Detroit's uh, uh, squirrels. Detroit squirrels are obviously like swole as fuck. Yeah. They got to get those, uh, <laughs> they got to get that carbon take, whatever. What, what, uh, what do swole people say when they're, when they're carb loading? Um, they didn't get the calories. I don't know anything about else about that. Sneaky D, write in to yeah. hopforscottcast at gmail.com. What do swole people say when Sneaky they're D trying knows to... all about it. Yeah, when they're trying to get more calories. These are what these squirrels are saying. We'll make a, we'll make a t-shirt. But yeah, the squirrel's got like a, an entire fucking apple. And like I would expect it to find like an apple core or like little bits of stuff around. But no, nah, he's like... He's up there in this tree right outside my house, and he's, like, fucking got the whole thing. There's no apple trees around. He, like, robbed somebody's groceries. So he robbed someone's groceries of an apple? You think, like, they were, like, bringing groceries in, left their door open? Yeah, because that's a full-ass apple. That's, like, apple, apple on the wall. Who's the brightest one of all? That is unmolested. Newton. Yeah. An unmolested apple. You know how many references we just dropped in the past three seconds? No, that was actually that was that was pod award worthy <laughs> referencing. We referenced two Disney movies. Uh, you referenced uh, some. I don't remember. I'll count it later. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's the that was the memes. Yeah. Now we got one more mime video to describe. Let's check it out. Okay, so I have the video loaded up, and in the first frame, immediately, we see a huge difference in the fact that there's a large, happy crowd associated with this mime. Uh, happy. Okay. I mean, they look happy. They look... Like, they, look uh, they look happy to be alive. They look all old. I feel like they got it all from a nursing home to fill the, to fill the studio. They look kind of plastic. They might not be real. <laughs> 
Okay, so they're applauding. Brightly lit stage. Oh, okay, there's this nerd okay. man. He's got a boombox. So he's he's does not have the classic mime makeup as we uh, exhibited in the previous video. No, no mime makeup. Just a kind he of a looks hat. Like Don Knotts. A little bit. He's doing the same wall routine. Doing a little bit of a wall. It's classic among mimes. Classic, yeah. That's how you know you're talking to yeah. a mime. Come on. Whoa, he just fell into a thing. He fell right off the stage. Fell right off the stage. Do you think that was planned? It appears to be. He's still, got, he's still along the wall. The wall's yeah, going it's like, all the way why, around. What's with all the wall? Goddamn. It's too much wall. Oh. Oh, oh, the suitcase he was suitcase carrying thing. got caught again. Same same old... Everyone does the suitcase. Do they... Is it the same routine every time when you have a mime? I, I, do they ever... I don't think I've never... I've never seen a mime not do the suitcase or the wall. Have there been some advances in mime technology that uh, allowed them to do new mime techniques? I think by default, there's no such thing as mime technology. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next step for Scott Cast. We gotta come up with a new mime routine. Some way to mime something and then make something just, else happen. This is exactly what the last guy did. He's got the balloon now. <laughs> he's pushing it. But like this guy's on a stage, like a Vegas stage he's doing like, it. <laughs> he's pulling it, it won't pull, he's pushing it, it won't push like oh whatever he tries to do, it does the opposite. He's gonna get in bed. Oh, it's another one. It's up high. It's a different one. This one's push going it down. down. Push it down. Push, push it down. Oh, it's obviously not full of helium. Pushing that thing. Okay. All right. Suitcase is closed. He oh, oh fucked up. He's got a prosthetic. Yeah, he hit his. Uh, he snapped his finger in the. Janked his finger. Oh, oh. shit! Now, the, now the bottles keeps going away from him because he tried, he wants to pour this water or this whiskey. I don't know what it is, but the bottle it's like keeps a, going away. like a Perrier there. It's magnetic somehow. Uh-huh. Oh man. He's got a rubber band. He's going to shoot it at something. That, that was it. Okay. So that was, the, that was the second mime routine. It was exactly like the first, but the difference being the first one was like a cheap video. It was a lot of like, like uh, a hired video. This was like one shot. One shot routine doing all of that. So I'm more impressed with the second one, but also not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they all have the same routine? That's all the mime moves. I'm saying we gotta <laughs> we gotta reinvent the mime if we're gonna like make it worthwhile. <laughs> it's the balloon. It's the wall. It's the the escalator. The stairs. Yeah, this guy didn't even do the escalator. Or the stairs. The second guy. Yeah, he didn't do any. Um... Well, he did. He fell off the stage. Yeah, but that was actually falling off the stage, <laughs> which was, I think, the only twist in his routine was that he actually <laughs> fell. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you think maybe? Do you think he janked up his knee and like he couldn't do the escalator routine I after don't that? Because my technique for the escalator, I'll let you in on a little secret, mm-hmm. is you you step forward one large step mm-hmm. to the end of the escalator, quote unquote. Yeah, and. And you lower yourself by your hips, mm-hmm. twisting 45 degrees and looking casually upon your wrist as if it were a watch. Mm-hmm. That is the escalator. So it's a long lunge. Yeah, it's a long lunge. This table's too short for it. Yeah. I can't do it for you. I mean, I can demonstrate the overall process if mm-hmm. you want to describe me doing it. Nah, I don't really. No? You don't want to describe <laughs> me doing this? I want some, some new mime shit. 
I want to. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new millennium. Like right. escalators, that's all like. Like, is there escalators anymore? Come on. Like, I mean, there is, this, but. Like, where? Like, the airport? Who cares? Yeah, fuck that like, shit. Like, back when the mall was a thing. We got new shit now. Yeah. Like, let me see you mime downloading an app. Yeah. Like, let me see you, like, tap on your phone, and then I, I know you're downloading Snapchat. <laughs> like, if you can mime that, you're in the club, baby. There you go. You, you reinvented something. You're doing good. But these mimes, they stick to the same tired-ass routine. The box gets stuck. Right. The box hits their foot. There's a balloon in the box. It keeps going up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's other props that keep doing other things unexpected. Like a mime's world, it's just pretending things are going unexpected, which I think is the beauty of the mime. Mm-hmm. Because what is life but things going unexpected? And the mime is just a condensed version of everything that happens is being unexpected. Yeah. And it looks realistic. And it's the same four moves. I feel like you could modernize that in a way. Yeah. I'm not... You're not privy to the secrets? I don't know about miming enough to recommend how they can do that, but I think there's avenues for that. I mean, literally anything besides the four things. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anything new would be amazing. (laughs) Like, it doesn't have to be, like, new technology. It doesn't have to be new... Mm -hmm. Anything besides just not what it is. Yeah. Like, I've never said that about an art form before. You know what would be fucking amazing? Mm. Synchronized miming. Like, like mime If there was, partners? like, a bar fight scene, but it was all mimed. Oh, like a choreographed bar fight Fuck for yes. mimes? Fuck yes, that would be amazing. Here it is. Here's the idea. We need to get these You mimes get somebody going. with a bar stool, and they break it over somebody's head, and you can't see the stool, but you see the action. Like, I feel Think like... about that. If we challenged a mime group to be like, look... Come up with something real. Do it. Be Do awesome. It. And then, like, they mimed for us, and they did this whole synchronized routine, and then, like, we realized, wait a minute, even the new shit sucks, too? <laughs> no, it'd be rad as fuck. Like, do you think it would be rad? Yeah. Like, how good do they have to be? Like, what if they're just, like, what if it's just, what if it's just like, synchronized walls? They can't do the same moves. They've got to have <laughs> props that... Interact with each of the mimes. Like they gotta actually break a chair over someone's back. Yeah. So like it's not even miming anymore. They're just getting into a bar fight in front of you. (laughs) (laughs) But nobody actually has to get hurt. I can if they can convince me that they're that's just wrestling. Well, I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) You know what mimes need to be wrestlers. Wrestlers. Hell yeah. <laughs> you just hit upon Vince McMahon's giant business plan that made him billions. Goddamn, he was just improving miming. Yeah, that's all it was. <laughs> that's all wrestling is. It's mime 2.0. Shit. And so what's what's going to happen to memes? Knowing memes are just mimes. Memes are mime 3.0? What's memes? What's meme? What's the wrestling version of memes? Mm, Florida man. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and you're right. That is the wrestling version of memes. <laughs> There's a phenomenon known as Florida Man. And you were telling me about it. Like, what? where does it come from? Why is there so many Florida Man incidents? Apparently, the rules about, like, freedom of information are different in Florida. Okay. So, like, whereas 
We, so it's not just a weird and water. We may not do press releases about like every little fucking thing that happens in Hamtramck. In Florida, the press can just go to the police department and be like, yo, what kind of weird shit happened this week? And they'd be like, well. It's like they're obligated to say the weird shit. They're not restricted by law. So if it's a slow day in, in like Florida County, Putnam, PD. You yeah. Know. So they can be like, hey, these are actual memes now. Florida man arrested for hanging on traffic light and shitting on cars passing underneath. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but like. Like that's commendable, and like like the fact that they call him Florida Man, like a like like a superhero. Yeah, like I wish this was all the same person. That would make it even better. That that's like what that's what it comes to mind when you tell me all these things. What else does Florida Man do? Florida Man kidnaps scientists to make his dog immortal. Commendable. <laughs> I mean, like we have that plan in we, fact for Jonesy. We have put in place the Jonesy Clonesy plan. So like we didn't they, kidnap any scientists. That seems excessive. <laughs> Florida man arrested for practicing karate by kicking swans in the head. I mean, swans can be terrible. Swans vindictive are fuckers. Creatures. They're yeah. like kind of dicks. I could see that being a self-defense case. Yeah. Like there are swans coming at me and yeah, I use karate. So we'll let that one slide. I think, I mean, I'm going to let them all slide. Like maybe that, maybe he was protesting something when he was shitting from the traffic light. This is uh, another example of someone like really kind of threading the needle about legality. Um, Florida man claims he only drank at stoplights and while not driving. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'll let it slide. I think if they're going to have such lax press laws about these people, they should also have lax, uh, um, prosecuting laws, yeah, or or strict prosecuting laws, I guess it would be. But like, point being is like, don't prosecute them uh, if it's real funny. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to prosecute these people. I just want to give them a little slap in the face, be like, straighten up. Thanks for the headline. Yeah, I mean, I've I've had kids call me out on like not being specific enough about directions, and I really appreciate that when they do that. Yeah, because. That's what I need their parents to do is like be very specific about what you want your child to do. Yeah. Cause a lot of parents like stop that, stop that, stop that. And the kid doesn't know what the fuck to do. Yeah. you like, you tell him to stop doing something. He's just going to do something else. That's going to get on your nerves. Be very specific about what you want. Okay. So like you cannot drive drunk or you cannot drive while drinking I guess was what this person was going for. So he was not driving while drinking. He was drinking in between episodes of driving. Right. You cannot drive while having been drinking. He may have been impaired while he was driving because he had been drinking while he was not driving, technically. Yeah. He wasn't drinking and driving. He was drinking then driving. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway. Big difference. I appreciate... uh, his uh his being able to distinguish like hey those degrees but he was probably still in the wrong just he, saying he was still driving drunk <laughs> yes <laughs> this one kind of I know he was drunk because he made that excuse this next one kind of breaks my heart though mm. i showed you this one before mm. it is uh, a florida man on drugs 
kills imaginary friend and turns himself in in his fucking face. Despondent. It's like total despair. Mm. Like you can tell, oh my God, I killed my best friend. His imaginary friend. His like, imaginary like, friend. Like, like, I'm just curious. How did he tell the police that it was an imaginary friend? Like, how did they know? It was, like, at what See, point did I, they know? I wish I had the article. These are just memes. Oh, that's true. <laughs> well, we could probably Google it. You should Google it. Because I don't have any battery. Man, his face, it's, uh, it's heartbreaking. Poor guy. He just did too much meth one day. But, like, I'm most sympathetic to him. Poor little dude. How do I search this? Um, Uh-oh, Snopes came up when I typed that in. Snopes, Florida man turns himself in for murdering imaginary friend, question mark. Is it a fake story? False. Oh, our Florida man meme. No. It turns no. out memes aren't reliable transporters of information. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought that? Damn it. Shit. <laughs> Memes are about as worth as much as mimes. That's the whole point of this episode. Okay. <laughs> but anyway. So everything you perceive as real is, could be an illusion. It's all the, the Plato, uh, the cave allegory. Something like that. Yeah. He sees a shadow on the wall and it's yeah. a mime. Yep. And he's like, fuck you, mime. <laughs> and the mime's like, fuck you. You're tied to a rock in a cave. I'm outside. <laughs> and then Plato's like, well, fuck you still. Yeah. You still look, you look boring out there. You look boring in here. Yeah. Some things do look like what they are, but this ain't one of them. Memes aren't one of them. There Memes are just, they just catch the eye. They just, they just hit a dopamine receptor and you get addicted. That's all That's it true. is. People are addicted to memes. People who love memes, who post memes, who associate themselves with memes. Mm-hmm. You all have an addiction as real as alcoholism. Well, it's about what you, what you relate to, right? It's all what you relate to, but there's people who like that dopamine kick of like relating to a meme. Like they allow themselves that. Mm-hmm. Like ever since memes came to the fore, I've always been very partitioned. Mm-hmm. I'll take Lord of the Rings memes. I'll take Jurassic Park memes. I'll take that kind of thing because it's a lot like what I do anyways with friends where we make fun of movies by quoting movies and yeah. throwing a hypothetical out. That's all it is. Okay. And I so, can appreciate that. That was kind of where I went when you presented the idea of memes and mimes. Yeah. Was I was like, uh, I want obscure memes. I don't really want like memes that everybody knows because that's right. boring. Right. Like, but like it's also the dark side of memes worth addressing. Yeah. You know, it's that they, they just work on receptors like in the think. brain. There's no critical thinking. It's all group think. Mm-hmm. And people spread total lies, like this imaginary friend story, which I'm kind of sad isn't real. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm kind of relieved for the guy, actually. Yeah, now he's sad just about an actual thing that happened. <laughs> an actual thing. Right? <laughs> Better than an imaginary he thing. He actually committed an atrocity. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can live with that. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, what did we learn today, Ian? Um, that life is an illusion. Life is an illusion. Mimes and memes. You gotta be, gotta think. Mimes gotta step their game up. Mimes gotta step their game up, and memes are only as good as mimes. Yeah. I think both, are, like, mimes need to become better than memes, mm-hmm. and memes need to be recognized as good as mimes are now. 
I'm saying? Yeah. I think. Probably. I don't know. Something along those lines. Like, I don't think there's... I, I, I love memes. I love a good funny meme. Yeah. You know, but let's, let's just keep it real. I mean, I was... Uh, as we were having our debate about memes, like, I was going into the more obscure things, and I was, like, all about... I was really all about the dad joke memes, and I don't know if that makes me, like, a lame old person. I think I think you just wish to become one who pervades dad jokes. I feel like that's, like... <clears throat> Are those memes uh, a step above the? They're who you want others to perceive you to be. Yeah, you want people. You want people to perceive you to be the person with the dad jokes, the clever puns, the turns of phrase. Maybe, Maybe it's a longing to become like Sneaky D, or it's a longing to foster your own brood, or it's both. Strange. You want to be Sneaky D as father. <laughs> now analyze that. <laughs> 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 yeah I mean Sneaky D the id and you want to be the father hmm. you want to be an id father and now you are a super ego kind of not father hmm. well you're proxy father by proxy super everything ego everything by proxy you're everything by proxy in your super ego and you want to be in the fray id yeah. true blood hmm. carnal you want to dig your hands into life Ian hmm. are you are you glad someone else is analyzing you for a change <laughs> Yeah. I feel it. It's nice. You need to dig your hands into life and mm. make something happen. You need to create. Mm. That's what this is that's what this whole thing's about. You're meme and miming right now. Yeah. Because you're doing everything by proxy. But you need to do things by Ian now. Mm. This is where you're at. Seventy episodes sixty eight episodes in and we've discovered it. We've cracked the code of fan favorite. I mean, technically so. Scott Cassidy was my idea. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> It's taking credit. I see. <laughs> Ripping away those proxies. <laughs> Be careful where you rip away, okay, buddy? <laughs> there's, there's safer areas to unlatch. Yeah. <laughs> it was your idea. It, it was, was yeah. uh, in uh, episode uh, there 24. There you go. You're the one who... Su- no, you suggested white people all die. Hmm. I suggested digging underground. We'll have to review the episode. We'll have to review the episode. Exactly how it went down. Okay, email hotforscottcast at gmail dot com. I want to hear the public perception because this might be a Mandela effect type thing. It does sound like me that I would have been like, "Yeah, we should all die." (laughs) (laughs) It's convincing. (laughs) But I might have wanted to spare my offspring. I don't know. Yeah, like what was Ian Dixon's plan? Because I'm pretty sure, like, I was all about like you shouldn't breed or, or something along those lines. Yeah. And like you saying, but you want to, you, you want progeny. Yeah. And, but then I was like, okay, well the only way this is going to happen, we got to dig a hole. Mm -hmm. Shovel, that's your gift. And that's the episode. So it was a mutual idea. Maybe it might've been a mutual idea. Well, that's the best ideas. True. You know, not mind hive group think ideas like Mm -hmm. memes but small collaborative ideas between one or when two or three people. Yeah. You know, Sneaky D was a part of it just by like being like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? All right. So that was a fantastic episode. All right. I feel good about it. We got to the core of Ian. <laughs> we learned about that out of, out of the the most vacuous topic I could think of. <laughs> Memes and mimes. It proves the law. Peeling my it onion pro- layers away. You're it, gonna find my lingerie someday, right? Oh, it rhymed. That was great. 
You're not going to turn into a dad joke. You're going to turn into a leprechaun. (laughs) (laughs) You'll never find me gold. (laughs) So, like, there we go. You know what I'm saying? We took, it proves the Scott Cast rule, though. Yeah. That I just put down whatever topic, we will fill a Scott Cast with that topic. We did it with memes and mimes. That will pot all over your face and never stop. That's right. From the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast, I bid thee adieu. See you later, Scottcastigators.